0: Hey guys, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm, as always, your host, James Masson. And the continuing pattern of... Oh, there's an egg shortage. Egg prices are going up. Egg gate. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, what? Suddenly the top egg manufacturer, farm, and provider in the world just combusts overnight and they don't know why. Interesting. And then you have people like Tim Pooler like... Making comments like you know you could just chalk it up to a coffee pot going a wire. Uh, no, no, you can't. You, you, and, and the fact that homie just sat back and said that so casually. Mmm, mm, fake news, Tim. Fake news. I don't think you can chalk this up to the coffee pot, and I'll make my argument as to why. There are world leaders, movers and shakers who just finished a little cult gathering over at Davos. They're probably planning the next gathering in California. At the uh, Bohemian Grove function, all hail Moloch. Am I right, guys? <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I don't hail Moloch. Uh, don't tell the Nate. Don't tell NATO. I said this, but personally, between you and I, I hate the Antichrist. But Klaus Schwab aside, there's a lot of people, world leaders, so on and so forth. Right? <clears throat> they've been calling for a call of humanity. Too many people, and they've said world economic figures from the CEO of Pfizer, Klaus Schwab. To Henry Kissinger and Hanlick, the list goes fucking on. We say we need to call humanity, and one of the ways to do that, as uninvasively as possible, is to limit the amount of food being produced and sold. They've also said that cutting back on how much food is produced, sold, and distributed around the world would lower CO2 emissions. Despite the fact that all these assholes flying on private jets and the private jet economy, one person in the private jet elite class is about a thousand regular people per their one year of uh, of uh, CO2 and whatever the fuck you want to chalk up to it. Their uh, carbon footprint is that of Hundreds of humans for one person in the private jet elite class system. Hmm. Mm. And those are the people behind all this. I guarantee it. I no longer. Early on, right? Oh wow, beef shortage and and that and those two in that beef place got that that computer hacked suddenly. Damn, that's unfortunate, right? And we'll make this argument. People Klaus Schwab has been calling for years for a digital 9/11 right and then all of a sudden all these food manufacturers and distribution points get their computer systems hacked and shut down power grids go out Thousands, you know about twelve thousand cows suddenly die over fucking night heat exhaustion right 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 no you and me are being killed we're being murdered systematically by the people in the World Economic Forum. And sure, call me crazy, call me whatever. We can have the conversation in, in the comments below. And I want to be wrong. Please, change my fucking mind on this if you feasibly can. But that's enough him and hin. Let's get into this. We have a lot to go over today. A 100,000 chickens die in fire at Connecticut Egg Farm. Articles over here at The Hill... Uh, the Hill was the most recent high factuality outlet talking about. It. Now, I uh, personally, I'm not a big fan. Uh, the Hill. I think they're a left mix. I, I would personally classify them as left leaning, mixed factuality, not low factuality, but mixed factuality. So you go over here to the right, you know, it's all mixed to low factuality hop over here th- 16 hours ago is the ap the Connecticut post two outlets that i've dealt with in the past that i'm not a big fan of just, just coincidentally right uh and then you hop over here 13 hours ago as opposed to this you know 16 hours ago from the ap so i went with the hill on this one i'm not a big fan of the hill but i want to make sure that you know people can you know accuse me of just jumping off the bat with a you know biased article or whatever but then from here we'll do whatever the fuck we 100,000 chickens die in fire at Connecticut's egg farm by Lawrence Afrenza, on January 30th, 2023, published at 4:48 p.m. About 100,000 chickens died in a fire over the weekend at a Connecticut farm that is one of the top 5 egg producers in the country. My bad, I said top. I thought they were the largest egg distributor. My bad. I thought they were like only second, to maybe like Eggland's Best. So correction on my end, they are in the top five egg producers in the country. Still, vitally important. Makes me wonder if maybe they were the easiest to get into. Officials from the State Department of Agriculture confirmed Monday that in a state, an estimated hundred thousand hens were killed in the fire at the Hillendale Farms property in Bozrah, Connecticut, on Saturday. The AP reported, uh, the report said that dozens of firefighters responded to the fire, which was contained to just one of the farm's buildings. Can you guess which one it was? The only important one there, really. The one that, uh, if it's destroyed, the rest of the building doesn't really matter. Uh, Ironic and interesting, not ironic, but, uh, interesting, quinky, goddamn dinky, that oh, oh 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 this big building who's ma- this big company right and you'll, you'll hear that on twitter I've seen that argument on twitter well it was only a small part of the building caught fire you're acting like the whole thing was burned down the whole thing was burned down what the fuck are you talking about it's like if I owned a bar that was also connected to the restaurant but the bar was my main source of income and then somebody fucking molotov the bar and only the bar burned down but people only came in for the alcohol anyway the food is not what people can't come into the bar for the food just happens to be there same thing here this is a company who has a large complex and a large like you know you know building multiple buildings and compounds on like one set of land it was a farm that provides international eggs you know you need a large operation for that and of this whole operation one part of this operation caught fire but it's the heart that caught fire it's the eggs you can't run an egg distribution company if the things that lay the eggs are all fucking broasted. So the entire company was burned down. Quit with your semantics. Or maybe I'm the one being semantic, I guess I'm being fair. According to local CBS affiliate WSS, uh, WFSB, firefighters from 21 different departments responded to the fire and were on the scene for eight hours. The report also said the state's agriculture agency does not expect, uh, expect the fire to impact egg prices, which have been rising. Over the past year, gee, I wonder why. Now, it's keep in mind that they said over the past year, uh, egg prices have been rising. Egg prices have been gradually but slowly rising since 2020 and the lockdowns. It's just in the last two and a half years. It started to escalate, and over the course of the last like 11 months to 13 months, it's just been a rapid. Eggs went from like, you know, I-, I believe under Trump, I was buying eggs multiple times a week. Uh, eggs for me were topping off at like 250 for a thing of eggs, not bad at all. Uh, I prefer to buy local. There's a farm out in Perrysburg, Ohio, because I-, I-, I say I'm in the Maho area, because I'm always traveling between Ohio, Illinois, Wisconsin and michigan i'm a michigan native but i'm always on the move between these four states um so i, I say i'm from the miho area when people ask but over in perrysbury if you're interested uh by the water tower that has the silhouettes of people in the big blue one there's two they They're both blue but the big one that has the silhouettes on it there is a farm uh i like to buy my eggs there actually uh i requested they don't wash them so I can keep them out so I don't use up the extra fridge space. But, you know, usually they wash them, much more chagrin. But, you know, it's convenient for the average person. Um, and, you know, it's $2 for a dozen fresh farm eggs. And they give you a hard plastic reusable case. I guess it's only applicable if you're in the area. Anyway, they give you a hard plastic case. You bring the plastic case back, she'll refill your eggs for half the price. So a dollar for 12 eggs. I still pay the full tube price every time I go. Two dollars to three dollars. And sometimes there's milk and berries and other things. Instead of worrying, you know why you you don't have to worry about the prices so much? Find the local produce and farm stands. Find the farmers who are selling the eggs locally. They're not going to be targeted and attacked and accidentally burn their shit down. Accidentally in air quotes. You can buy from them. There's farmers markets uh if you're in the ohio area coleman's is a large one you can buy it's a large family-owned uh farmers market that's all over the place stop at those little like roadside stands to sell corn and produce if you want and also a little thing you do when you buy from these people there's no tax included you just hand them the money right you're not taxed they might be taxed later on for doing their income later on if they report it Don't report that shit. Allegedly. Uh, I mean, I'm not a legal expert. I'm not telling you what to do. Don't report that shit. Just pocket the fucking money. It's your money. It's your fucking hard work. Pocket that shit. Uh, Allegedly. Um, I'm not telling you to commit a a felony or anything. But, uh, you know, it shouldn't be a a crime to pay your taxes anyway because there shouldn't be taxes. But when you participate and you buy from, like, farmer's markets and food stands and then, you know, those little side-of-the-road vendors and whatnot... You are engaging in, like, the purest form of free market enterprise and capitalism. It's you, you have the money, and the other person has the goods you want. You can just give them the money, and they give you the goods. There's no need for a middleman to be like, hey, where's my, like, you know, 45%? Come on, give me that. No, it's tax-free, and their prices usually don't fluctuate. The only time their prices fluctuate, and it's minimal. I think uh, there's there's a a corn stand that I buy a lot of produce from, uh, typically around the end 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 of the season. But um, their prices only went up like uh, like 75 cents to a dollar, and it's because of uh, uh, the lady was explaining to me it's because of. fertilizer issues and shortages and also the uh grow shows and the lawn and, uh, and the, the garden shop which is a little local whatever you, you get it those all went out of business around during the pandemic but again just buy from local farmers, man, don't go to the stores and I say to somebody who shops in the supermarkets all the time, I get it, but I'm just saying you don't have to bitch so much about prices and the rise of prices if you quit going through these large conglomerate companies that want you suckling at their teeth and being destitute buy local, support your local farmers Agroist as fuck <clears throat> uh, not that they listen to this, but there's a guy I know, I met him at the convoy named Chu, dude does like farming shit Gave me a, cooked me up some steak and it was like a open, like like he fed and raised us, these cows. No GMOs, no weird shit, just all farm fresh food. Oh my god. Oh my god. But I'm off topic, sorry. Um, <clears throat> the website confirmed that uh, no employees were injured in the fire, but the cause of the blaze remains under investigation. According to a statement posted on the Hillendale Farms website, the website confirmed that the one chicken house was lost in the fire Quote, our team continues to work closely with the local fire department and our state officials to thoroughly investigate the fire that occurred on Saturday January 28th we can confirm that one chicken house was lost and that no other buildings were compromised well because there's no need to harm the rest of the buildings if you take out where the chickens are because the chickens are the only reason the rest of the property exists. So, again, strike at the heart. You don't need to worry about cutting off limbs. Uh, Other buildings were not compromised. We are deeply grateful that no employees were hurt in the fire. The farm's executive leadership team said in the statement, quote, Although it remains under investigation... We are working with local and state authorities to determine the cause. We appreciate the tremendous response from local fire departments for their swift action and for the continued support from across, the, across our industry. The statement continues, Hillendale Farms, which has properties across the United States, raised more than 20 million chickens for eggs and is one of the top five egg producers in the country, according to the website. Senator Jack Reed, a Democrat, a, uh, a Democrat from Rhode Island, called on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate the rise in egg prices last week. Uh, yeah, a real deep investigation. Look at the Oval Office and there's two of your answers. One sitting at the desk and one sitting by the desk, presumably. Um, asking the commission to look into whether the egg industry is using a record outbreak of bird flu as a cover-up for, uh, price gouging. Um, the bird flu thing is definitely a cover-up, but it's not a cover-up for price gouging. Um, it's just a cover-up for the fact that they purged millions of chickens during the pandemic. Did did we forget this happened? Okay, well, now it's behind a fucking paywall, and I can't find an archived version of it, but here's the article we read back in the day, and this article is from 2020. Nearly 2 million chickens killed as poultry workers are sidelined. An industry group said the chickens were depopulated at farms in Delaware and Maryland because of staffing challenges related to the coronavirus. Yeah, not enough people to take care of the chickens, you know? And again, from another rag of an outlet, The Guardian, millions of farm animals culled as U.S. food supply chain chokes up. Yeah, this was happening all over. Millions of cows were culled, chickens were culled, eggs were thrown away... Uh, chickens were called. It was a weird thing. Like, we had videos of it. We were watching every day. Oh, you know, this farm behind us, you can see they're throwing away produce. And it was just like perfectly edible fruit and everything being thrown away. And they were ordered to do it by their government officials, so on and so forth to sit back and be like gee i wonder why there's suddenly everything's so expensive not only is joe biden printing more money by the way full blame where it goes donald trump printed like four trillion dollars extra in stimulus in by the end of 2020 85 to 90 percent of all the money in circulation was printed within nine months from like february ish probably like march-ish all the way to the end of 2020 80 to 90%, and that's not my numbers, were printed. That is staggering. And then you throw in people like the Pentagon losing just $2.2 trillion accidentally from a code shift. Look that up too, our coverage on this show. No, this whole system's being fucking gutted from the inside out. And, you know, it is what it is. Why did they kill so many animals? There's no clear answer given. They just did. And now, years later, oh no... There's chicken shortages. Oh, must be bird flu, because all these ber- all all these chickens are dead now. From 2020 to now, millions of chickens died. Must be bird flu. No, it's because we literally spent 2020 to halfway through 2021 culling farm animals because we didn't have the hands appropriate to take care of them because of an unjust lockdown that led to these farmers being like, "Look, I don't have the staff to take care of these animals, and they'll live uh, a worse life because no one's taking care of them. So I'm just gonna have to slaughter them." And cue all that food going to waste too. The mind-numbing retardation. And and, and again, maybe it's because I'm a Politico. Maybe because I'm reading all this shit all the time. Maybe it's because I'm a local government official and I'm always trying to keep up for the latest arguments so I can you know you know represent my uh, district as best as possible and report to you guys as best as possible. But no, you spent 2020 and 2021. Telling every farm and major fucking food provider to kill their animals. And you throw on countless fucking sudden out of nowhere. And we will go through an article that only goes over 20. And it says all. And 20 is not all, by the way. 20 is just like a small estimate. But we'll get to the article. I'm getting ahead of myself. If you spend two years killing and culling all of your livestock... You can't sit back a year after all that action, you know, 2020 goes by 2022 goes by, now we're in 2023 and be like, geez, meat's so expensive. Wow, eggs are so expensive. Did you see that farm animals are like dying and there's like millions of them that 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 just aren't there anymore? And pre-pandemic, man, there was millions of more animals across the country, man. I wonder what happened. Oh my god. Look around. Someone is setting your fucking house on fire, and they started with your fridge. You know? Maybe I'm just... I'm probably coming off like an asshole here. My, my apologies. But bird flu? Fuck you. The only cover up here is covering up the fact that the federal government literally set up every metric and mechanism that led to the inflation and the policies in 2020 that led to all those animals being killed set up us for the food shortages we're sitting in now which just so coincidentally happens to be what some of the world economic forum has been talking about since 2014 is by 2030 we need to have agriculture under control we need to have a population of under 500 million or what's like 50 billion or some stupid shit You know, they wanted to call humanity, and they said through food shortages will be our way. And when the pandemic hit and COVID was ravishing everything, Klaus Schwab was doing a tap dance. He goes, this this has exponentially expanded and sped up the timeline in ways that we could only have dreamed of. No, the pandemic was great for them. The largest economic transfer in history. Shout out to Donald Trump and Joe Biden, the ones who made it all possible. Debate me in the comments on that one if you want to. Senator Jack Reed, uh, read that part. Commission, bird flu, price, Scouting, Average egg price have more than doubled in the last year. From $1.79 in December to $4.25 in December 22, according to the Bureau of Logistics. Dude, I go to the store now and they're like 8 or 9 bucks. I guess I'll get a picture next to my Kroger's in my area and I'll, I'll post it online. You guys see what I'm talking about. But yeah, I saw eggs. Uh, a dozen extra large, egg best eggs. They were 8 like eight 70 something. Um, December 2021 to $4.25 in December 2022, according to the Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics. This rise in price has been attributed to a nationwide avian flu outbreak, supply chain challenges, and the rising cost of chicken feed. The bird flu alone affected 10% of lane hens further driving prices. It's funny how it wasn't a big thing in the story. It wasn't reported before and now also in bird flus everywhere. Right. Right. Oh, and another thing I couldn't help but notice on that is the chicken feed thing. Right now, there are thousands of farmers across America saying it's the chicken feed that they're buying from their stores now. By the way, a lot of these chicken feed brands have been consumed by companies owned by larger uh, conglomerates, such as you know companies owned by Bill Gates and Unilever and uh, Monsanto and Nestle. They have bought tons of companies over the last two years, specifically targeting you know food production that goes to farms and now we're having farmers saying yeah you know my chickens aren't laying eggs like they used to we'll get to we'll get to a clip with that we'll get to that i'm not again i'm getting ahead of myself but no this whole thing is a narrative and hillsdale and not hillsdale my apology i love you hillsdale college you were god bless you for taking me in but the hill is a leftist mainstream media rag but we're going to move on from this dump of an article thanks for your contributions, lauren Hang up your fedora. Let's go back. Let's go back a little bit, shall we? Let me make sure. Okay. Let's go back a little bit. Right? Right here. Published June 16th, 2022. Tucker Carlson covers the 10,000 Kansas cattle deaths and food processing crises in America. Video by Jim Hoff. Published June 16th, 2022, 8.22 p.m. It's funny, I didn't think I'd be re-referencing these articles so many years after I read them the first time, but here we are. As the Gateway Pundit previously reported, 10,000 heads of cattle have reportedly died in the recent Kansas heat wave. Yeah, a heat wave happens, right? <clears throat> and overnight, 10,000, that's a guesstimation. I was reading earlier at the time, it was like 11,000, but, you know, 10,000. Cause it, let's go with that then, shall we? Because Gateway Pundit and Fox News said it, so, yeah. So if 10,000 co- cows die all suddenly at once all at the same time overnight in a big clump piled up mass just all at night boop they were all alive farmer returned in the night went to bed woke up and they were all dead not only were they dead they were like partially gutted and like some of them were partially gutted and hollowed out and most of them were at advanced stages of decay that even the sun and the heat couldn't fucking explain no, there is something a lot more dubious going on. Alright, I'm back. I had to leave for a minute. Oh, like forty-five minutes actually. So if I was doing a rant, Trina thought's completely lost. My uh, my mate came back, or well, roommate came back to the house and uh, whew, unloaded the car and gave him handmade some food and came back up. Actually I made some more coffee. Ah shout out to Coffee Brand Coffee. Mm. Good shit. And you know, unlike Black Rifle Coffee, not about just sell out pussies. Ah, nice. Hmm. Uh, I guess I didn't really get too far into it, did I? All right, let's let's move on, shall we? I know I know to the, to you guys listening, to this is like what? What, what do you mean? Oh, you just switched the topics? No, I've been gone for like forty five fucking minutes. Whew. And also, the main reason I brought that up is if you hear stuff going on in the background, uh, roommates are downstairs watching Tucker Carlson interview Tulsi Gabbard over the. uh over the uh, recent developments. And I didn't know about this, so I have to go look into it. I guess there's some new investigations that. I guess the investigations found some new stuff with the, uh, you know, when America and NATO sabotage the Nord Stream pipeline and then try to say Russia sabotaged certain pipelines. But that's off the topics. It's not here anything to do with this. Let's stick to this. As the Gateway Pundit previously reported, over 10,000 heads of cattle have been reportedly, or have reportedly died in the recent heatwave in canv- Canvas, Kansas heatwave. Temperatures in Kansas and much of the Midwest hovered around 100 degrees this week. On Thursday, Tucker Carlson covered the thousands of cattle deaths. And Tucker invited Steve uh, Stratford, the winter livestock assistant manager, on his show to discuss the food industry. Steve, uh, Steve Stanford explained to Tucker about the farmers and ranchers that have battled weather for centuries to get food to the American consumer. I was about to say, like, look, I've been... I got family in Mississippi. More specifically, I got a lot of family in and around the Bruce, Mississippi, and Nashville, Tennessee area. A lot of family in, in those areas. Um, eh, pretty much, if you go deep enough south and you meet a singleton, or if you meet a singleton, or a Madison, or or you know uh, uh, I'm related to a lot of the Joneses down there too. Uh, There's a good chance I'm related to like if you go deep enough into the south and you find them like bayou type guys I'm probably related to them and they'll probably be seeing me later on this year in like 5 months to family barbecue but they're farmers they've had 100 degree days plus humidity and their cows are out there tails flicking flies away while they graze on grass lay in the shade and hang out in the barn or go to the trough so on and so forth cattle can withstand all kinds of heat i'm I'm, I'm listening to this excuse like that doesn't make sense to me and i mean i'm only using google here so i'm gonna go i'm gonna just go with what google says here is uh maximum heat a cow can handle the danger occurs occurs at the temperature at temperatures near 100 degrees fahrenheit so it doesn't say 100 but near 100 could be less could be more fahrenheit and 50 percent humidity a lethal. Okay, so you're only in danger uh, according to Google at temperatures around 100 degrees and 50% humidity. The lethal range for cattle is a 100 degrees Fahrenheit and 80% humidity. Now, like I said, I have family down south. Uh, I've never worked with their cows or done anything with them, but I know I've been down there on days where it's been around 100 degrees and mucky as all hell. But the cows seem to be hanging in there. Like I said, shade, heads in the trough, or hanging out in the barn. Like, what, did these cows all just, like, stand out in the sun cooking a line? Do they not seek shelter? I'm very confused. This is a story that never really got any resolutions or resolve. We never found out how these cows actually died. They just chalked it up to heat. And even then, they never confirmed the heat hypothesis. This was the most likely thing. Sure. The most likely thing that the media completely owned by the World Economic Forum and members of the World Economic Forum are willing to tell you. At least that's what my alleged uh, translation of that narrative is. Uh, Steve insisted the enemy was not the weather, but ranchers are more concerned about the large part of the sector that has moved to Brazil and foreign-owned packing conglomerates that are ripping off farmers. And I said any country that becomes the dominant manufacturer of the global of like global food will be targeted and now look what's happening in brazil right i didn't make the prediction it would happen to brazil but i've said before any country that becomes the dominant producer of anything besides war death and poverty will be destroyed from the inside out and manipulated by external powers and look at the collapse of brazil and here's the thing I fully support their Stop the Steal stuff. I like Bolsonaro. I think Bolsonaro actually won that shit. I do not believe this Lulu clown did shit. He draws Biden comparison crowds, whereas Bolsonaro could get whole entire cities of hundreds of thousands of people to congregate to one centralized area to cheer and hear him speak. Yeah, sure. He wa- This was another amazing interview. We'll go back to that clip here in a second. As the Gateway Pundit previously reported, at least 18 major fires have erupted at food industry facilities and plants over the past six months. All of the fires have been officially listed as accidental or inconclusive. Then you got the World Economic Forum where they're saying that they're like gods and we'll get to that soon. They literally compare themselves to it. The Gateway Pundit published an update, an updated list of U.S.-based food manufacturing plants that were damaged from 2021 to 2022 under the Biden administration. These data, uh, this data, I believe is what you meant to say, this data, or these data were first published at Think America? There's something wrong with that sentence. There are 97 incidents on the list. Like I said, people are saying the official 20. And it's all because of an article written by, uh, um, what's, uh, what's it called, uh, My Patriot Supply. And a lot of people are passing that article around like it's factional. I'm like, no, there's so many more than that. So, so many more than that. We'll look at this article later. Let's just see what a couple of comments. I'm not going to go too deep into the comments. Uh, Annie Filippi, since when do cattle die of heat? This is the first year temps rose to 100 degrees. Obviously poisoned. Duh. One down vote. Mugs, no question about it. Back in the 70s, Henry Kissinger said, quote, control the food and you'll control the people. Control the oil and you control the country. Control the money and you control the world. We're there. And Henry Kissinger is the teacher that Klaus Schwab studied under. And by Germany Censored, yet only a small percentage are aware of what's happening. You're not wrong either. And Patriot Forever, last comment we're going to read on this article, said, And President Trump pulled back the curtain for all those to see, but far too many people were blinded by their hatred of him to see. Mm, Him not firing fauci even though it was beyond doubt he was calling fauci corrupt and evil establishment before he left office when he still had the power to fire him and he didn't fire him instead he allowed and sat back and let fauci set policies and guidelines and you know guidance during the pandemic so no i i think trump bears a ton of blame for this as well it's not as directly and more esoteric and more you know ephemeral in nature but there is a large chunk of blame On Trump for setting up the conditions and situations that would lead to this kind of fucking situation. Appreciate every one of these comments, but come on. And again, I like Trump. I want to see Trump do well. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Trump bears no blame. No, that man bears a ton of blame. If you're cut, I'm gonna expand this if I can. There we go. See, kind can turn up quality. No, maximum quality. All right.
1: Country has problems with its food supply. Your country has real problems. We do. No one of the administration seems even to notice, because there's nothing to do with trans rights. But a lot of very strange things have happened recently. Food processing plants have caught fire. One was hit by a plane at numbers that seem unlikely in nature. Now more than 10,000 cattle have died in Kansas somehow. We'd like to know more. Matt Finn is on that story for us tonight. Hey Matt.
2: Hi Tucker, those thousands of cattle appear to suddenly and rather mysteriously drop dead in Kansas and now the triple digit heat is being blamed. The Kansas Department of Health said as of Tuesday, it knew of at least 2,000 cattle reported dead after the high heat and humidity. Temps reached 108 degrees in northwest Kansas on Monday, and the National Weather Service says the sweltering heat could extend into next week. Now, one Kansas farmer, Greg Peterson, says the animal health index is the worst it's been in 10 to 20 years. Peterson says south their heat burst that caused the temperature to spike to 100 degrees at night that farmer explains that on very hot days cattle must have those cool nights just to survive well just as they thought they were cooling off their systems thought that they were getting gonna get a break that temperature shot back to over 100 degrees I think that's what killed those cattle I don't know for sure and, and we probably won't find out
1: for a couple days
2: all of no, them that said all of them on at theory.
0: once every single one. Of these 10,000 cows died at the exact same time, on the exact same day, in the exact same place, from heat exhaustion, like, ubiquitously through the whole crowd? I don't believe that. Who the fuck is actually buying that? There's not one cow, not even, like, five cows. There's statistically should be at least one or two cows walking around from this batch who are just heat-sick as all fucking hell. But no, they all drop dead, you went to bed alive. You wake up, they're all dead. Oh, it must be the heat that killed them all at once. Come on, dude. Get real. If you if you actually believe that heat is what killed these cows, please leave your argument in the comment in the description. Below. I'm not even gonna counter you. I just wanna know what the thought process is for people who actually believe this. I don't buy this fucking narrative. Out there, like the cattle being poisoned, and he says every possibility
2: should be investigated. But he notes a fully grown cattle is worth about two thousand dollars a head to farmers, so it's a major loss when thousands die.
0: Tucker. Man, twenty-four second. By the way, if it's so hot, um, you know I could be You're wrong. Fact-check me on this, guys. But I believe, uh. On particularly hot temperatures, rigor mortis is a lot less pronounced. It settles in for a brief period after death and then fades with the heat as the muscles melt slash relax from the heat. These cows are stiff and bow-legged. Rigor mortis had a chance to really set in and settle. I mean, these cows probably died at night in the cold. And I don't know if you know this so or not, but Kansas at night, regardless of what season it is, it gets Fucking cold. Like cold. So I don't know, man. Nothing seems to really be particularly adding up here, and I would be calling all kinds of shenanigans on this bullshit. Thanks so much. Thank you. Oh yeah, I was saying like they're all stiff, they're all leaned over and, and arms are straight in the air. So Rick and Morris had not only had had a chance to set in, but had a chance to just you know, they had a chance for the muscles to lock and then start to meld into their locked seized position before the de- initial decay started. Whereas if they died from heat, you know, they were all alive when you bed. I don't imagine this farmer looked around and saw his cows heaving and fucking collapsing over and went, oh, they all seem normal. Hey, I'm going to bed. Don't, I, don't, I don't see that happening. That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. So, I mean, do you, well, Like, like, how much more, right? Like, it's gotta be poison. It's got to be all kinds of anything besides the narrative. If it's what they're saying it is, it cannot be it at this point. It's just complete falsehoods and bullshit.
1: This, of course, taking place in the wake of a massive poultry kill-off that wasn't reported in many places, but it was huge. So there are implications to all this. So We want to talk to someone who works with cattle for a living, Steve Stratford, assistant manager at Winter.
0: God, in this story, again, this article right here, is from June 16th, 2022, right? Poultry kill-off. This is what we were talking about earlier when I said we were murdering and butchering animals at the big, like Purdue, man, Purdue chicken. They, they killed like a few thousand of their chickens. And not the food chickens, the egg-laying chickens. They don't eat the, like, the egg-laying chickens, but they killed the egg-laying chickens, and man, they slaughtered the vast majority of their regular chickens. But now it's like, oh, yeah, it must be bird flu leading to the bird shortages all across the country, man. What else could do it? What else could explain it? Uh, The two years where the federal government told farmers to fucking kill off their livestock. Wild assumption, I guess.
1: For livestock, he's been Angus Breeder, is now joins us tonight. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, First, just really quick, does this explanation make sense to you?
3: Oh, Tucker, yeah. I mean, it, this is not actually unlike blizzards or severe cold, uh, um, you know, rain events um, that uh, the American rancher fights every day to, uh, mm-hmm. to supply the Americans with the wholesome beef supply we do. It's, it, it's one of many events, whatever their origin,
1: that have affected the base components of the American food supply, commodities.
3: I, I wonder what effect this will have you know it's devastating to the to the region that it happens in um and uh but in the in the realm of the the cattle production in america it's a small percentage yes um you know we uh process six hundred thousand cattle a week to uh supply the world with wholesome beef so um not to belittle the fact and you know if it happens at your feed yard or your region it's obviously devastating and heartbreaking to these people that care for the livestock every day um, but it's not going to affect the the uh, immediate supply a whole lot. We've seen meat, all food prices, all, food prices, all commodity
1: on? prices rise dramatically recently. Do you see them coming down?
3: You know, um, probably not. We have rising production costs um, clear through the chain from the from the ranch to the processor. Yeah. Um, I don't think the uh, price at the at the retail counter is probably going to come down. Um, the American rancher has to figure out a way to get part of that retail dollar um, or their inputs are going to uh, have them succumb and be out of business. Right, which, uh, I mean, at, the, at that point, if we became totally dependent on, say, Brazil
1: for our beef, do you think the U.S. government would step in because it's obviously a it's a, in our critical national interest to have a food supply? Would they step in and backstop the ranchers?
0: It's a threat to national interest but to take, but to require this and any administration to take action on something like that, they would have to want America to succeed. This administration does not want to see America succeed. These politicians we have today, the bulk of them, not all of them, you know, you, you, you have mansions, and even then, like I said before it happened, when, when Mansion was saying I'm not going to vote for the omnibus bill, I told you as soon as he was given anything that would protect his state, his state being one that relies almost solely mind you, on oil gas and fracking. But once Democrats said, okay fine, your state Manchin is going to be exempt from these policies that ban fracking Manchin fucking couldn't run over enough people in a fucking Faza, in a fucking visker to vote for that bill Like he wanted that shit quicker than than I want fentanyl free coke but you know you're assuming that these politicians care about this country they don't they don't they want to see it crumble you have a handful of people that don't josh howley um gates hell even ilian omar more than a lot of other people at least she votes against all the spending bills and consistently voted against the ukraine spending bills so there's something to keep in mind there AOC voted against the omnibus spending bill consistently and said she would never vote for it to begin with and she was the only person who said i'm not going to vote for it at all who didn't vote for it at all. She was ended up being the only Democrat to not vote for the omnibus. Despite Manchin and Cinema saying, oh, we won't, we won't, we won't. Our constituents don't want it. Manchin was given the protection he wanted for his fracking and, you know, natural gas manufacturing and, you know, gathering. He had the protection and Cinema got through her shit. So, why bother caring at that point? They see the brands on the wall, they know this country is going, they believe this country is collapsing, so the best thing for them to do is grab all the silverware and all the wealth you can get, all the items and gold and forks and coins and jewelry out of the Titanic because the ship's sinking and there's nothing you can do about it. I don't think, I don't see America in that light. I see America as being in a particularly rough cycle. I am personally tired of living through major historical events myself, I don't know about you guys, but we will get through this. This isn't going to be the end of America. And quite frankly, watching these politicians act like it's the end of America makes me happy to know that they're they're so convinced that it's over that they're going to fuck off and leave it to the people who want to do something. You know, the biggest problem this country has are the Republicans and the Democrats and well, the Uniparty feeding off the death of it, feeding on its corpse. But there are people like me, hopefully like you, Who not only want to see this country be to its full potential and knows what a sleeping giant america actually is and can really be at its full potential um we outnumber them and and this is to anyone listening to this who thinks america is over the world economic forum has won you black pillars america will be saved by the people who are bold enough to take a stand Start making content. Start talking about it. Start going out there and getting involved and doing something and fighting and raging against the dying of the light every day. Even people, you know, people, bigger and smaller content creators who do what I'm doing. They're raging against the dying of the light just as hard as any actual like populist type politician in D.C. is. The light's not out and we can rekindle this fire. And America will come back. And it will come back after it burns off all the plagues, all the fucking poxes. America's a, a sleeping dog. It's going to get up, it's going to shake off, all the fleas are going to fall from its fur, and it's going to go out into the field and tackle its day of chores. It's going to gather up all the sheep, it's going to tend to the fields and mangers and protect its land. That's what America's going to get to. And right now, it doesn't have good guidance, doesn't have a good leader. But, Those bad leaders up there in Capitol Hill in DC and the people who are black pilled, I want them to know something. The people like me, hopefully, like you listening, and anyone out there standing up against the narratives, we outnumber you. And we will outlast you. And America will be the nation we want to be when we get there. In your hasty rush to destroy and gut the system for its wealth, you've shown your real intentions before the curtains even closed and now more and more Americans are waking up and realizing what's going on around them and your little facade's ending it ain't gonna hold up forever America is gonna have a great comeback and I will be here with the microphone laughing at all the black pillars the communists, the marxists the SJWs, the woketarians the masqueraders. I'll be laughing at all of them Because at the end, it'll be them who fucking own nothing. And they will be very unhappy. And I will be very beside myself with joy as they anguish. And the great reset turns into the great fucking retreat as we metaphorically chase them down the street with ropes and pitchforks and fire. But let's wrap this video up, shall we?
3: You know, I, I would like to think so, but they've had every chance the last uh, two decades to uh, stop that migration. Um, that's what uh, my friends and, and people in the uh, industry, we fight for every day, um, is to uh, bring back the Americanism in the beef, uh, beef chain. Yeah. Um, we'd like our American beef labeled separate from that uh, South American beef that you're uh, talking about yeah um, we would also like to uh, get the margin back from a monopolized uh, foreign-owned packing sector that uh, you know you're talking about five to ten thousand cattle that die of heat um, you're talking a range of ten to twenty million dollars um, the margin that the American rancher has lost every week on cattle processed in the United States is more like two hundred million dollars so uh, You know, we have a lot bigger fight out there. We fought the weather for centuries, Um, blizzards eat, Um, but we need to uh, get back to taking care of the American rancher. Yeah,
1: Chinese control over food supply is a bigger problem than the weather, I I would say. Uh, That that should
3: be a big concern to the consumer, Tucker.
1: I couldn't agree with you more, and I appreciate you bringing it up. Steve Stratford, thank you very much. You bet. Thanks for having me on. So gas is unaffordable, you just saw... All right.
0: So. We're now going to move from the Gateway Pundit over here to my Patriot Supply. Now, my Patriot Supply is a great company. Um, you can also buy their stuff over at. Uh, I was in South Carolina uh, last September for the, uh, you know, for vacation, and you know, the hurricane, hurricane, you want to come by and do a little cameo appearance. They had my Patriot's supply. Three month supply food. Buckets like the big like. I think there's actually six gallons. But like the five gallon pails. Of like ready to eat meals. They had the three month supplies. For twenty five ninety nine, And. I am saving up. As much money as I can. For my return trip to South Carolina. Just to buy those up. If they're around the same price. Even if they're $30. I'm still going to buy like five or six of them fuckers. But. And my Patriot Supply also donates and will will sponsor all kinds of people that are fighting for for uh, free speech. Now, some more than others. Like I don't think the Daily Wire is really fighting for spree- free speech. I think the Daily Wire is a main they're mainstream establishment now, and, and, and it fucking show. that they they wreak a mainstream establishment. But my Patriots Supply has supported Crowder, Tim Pool, Jimmy Dore, Mark Dice, the Gray Zone, um, We Are Change, the Quartering uh the list really just goes on and on and on even like weird out uh, people you wouldn't expect to be sponsored by them i believe internet historian uh i guess sp- oh brendan o'hara the ak guy he's been sponsored by him demolition ranch um uh, even sam cedar has had a, a my Patriot supply when watching sam cedar try to do a my Patriot supply read While he tries to act like the end of this country isn't around the corner, potentially. And again, I don't think it is. Me saying that doesn't go back on anything I just said. But these people need to act like, oh, everything's fine. So they're trying to sell you, you know, prepper items while trying to act like you don't need to buy it. It's as funny as, like, Bill Burr doing the uh, edible arrangements fucking uh, ad read. But let's get into it. These are the 20-plus food facilities that have burned in 2022. Published June 10th, 2022. <sighs> These are the food facilities and counting that have burned in 2022. And this is just adds up to the time this article being written. I don't know why people keep passing this article around currently to this day. I imagine some content creator probably read it recently. I don't know who. I haven't seen anybody reference this article. But I've been seeing it pass around all over Twitter and that's how it came to my desk. But let's get into it. These are the food facilities and counting that have burned in 2022. Every year, a small percentage of food facilities are destroyed in industrial accidents. But 2022 has been especially active with over 20 fires at food facilities so far. A much higher figure than average. It's gotten it's gotten a lot of people wondering, including some of the country's largest media outlets. What the heck is going on? Uh, World Economic Forum shit. The answer is we do not know—at least not yet. But these disruptions to our U.S. food supply chain during an already historic supply shortage will only make the in- inflation of food prices worse. To help stay, to help you stay informed with the facts and prepared, here are the food facilities that have been hit so far this year. Then Durin Farms, uh, Tooth Hill facility. Monitz, Illinois, january second. Seven percent of the eighty thousand square foot of Van Duren Farms froze uh, freeze drying facility in Moments, Illinois was burned and declared a total loss. The fire started at six AM and no employees were on the site. Van Duren has plants all over the country, but this is their largest, their main facility. You have Cargill Nutena Feed Mill, La <clears throat> uh, Capte, L.A., or Louisiana. My apologies, La Capte, Louisiana. A fire was reported at around f- at around four a.m. at the one 100- hundred at the one hundred forty thousand ton Cargill uh, Nutella Nutrella, my apology, livestock and pet feed mill in. Le Campate, Louisiana, a building on the property. Burned for more than 12 hours and caused no injuries. The fire was blamed on an explosion. It's amazing, like no one's on something that's this happened. Oregon Potato Company, Warden, Washington, January 22nd. An explosion attributed to a faulty boiler destroyed an Oregon Potato Company plant. Warden, Washington... This plant supplies corn and potato chips to much of the western U.S. This fire occurred around noon. Employees called 911. Seven employees checked in to a nearby hospital. No serious injuries were reported. The blaze was the largest in Umatilla County Fire District, as seen in over a decade. Four, Winston Weaver Company, Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina, January 31st, at around... 7 p.m. on January 31st, 150 firefighters were called to a massive fire at the Winston Weaver Company fertilizer plant. Oh, of course, it's a fertilizer plant because you know shortage of fertilizer. Have you noticed that so far every company we've read, uh, the product they specifically su- supply is a item that was in shortage or in quote crisis supply before the fire or the incidents happened. What the fuck are the odds that? Oh no. We're entering a shortage of fucking beer. And all of a sudden Miller and Budwipe... Fucking Miller and Buttwipe plants all of a sudden catch fire. It's like, oh, geez, suspicious. I mean, totally not suspicious. Around 7 p.m. on January 31st, 150 firefighters were called to a massive fire in Winston Weaver Company fertilizer plant in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. The blaze was so large that it was allowed to burn. Everyone within a one-mile radius of the plant was ordered to evacuate... For fear that the 50,000 ton of finished fertilizer and 600 tons of ammonium nitrate present in the plant would explode, no injuries or deaths were reported, and especially form, uh, a form uh, sorry. an especially formulated outcome considering a fortunate outcome, considering that just a few weeks earlier, a very similar type of fire at Weaver Company facility killed 15 people. Okay, I guess people have been there. Wisconsin River Meats. Uh, Moston, Wisconsin. This is the one that got hacked? An overnight fire destroyed nearly an entire infrastructure of Wisconsin. Nope, it's not. Of Wisconsin, of Wisconsin River Meats manufacturing plant in Moston, Wisconsin. Most of the plant was considered a total loss. No livestock or employees were injured without a facility. Coworker or co-owner, David Mower. Or Mower? says the company will have to rebuild. Six Lewis 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 Dreyfus Company, Claypool, Indiana. Around eight PM, a baghouse used for filtering dust caught uh, dust caught fires at the county's largest soy processing plant no employees were injured at the time of the fire. Experts warn that the disruption would slow the production of soybean in the U.S., but oddly enough, not on any of the soy farms that Bill Gates has been sown. Best View Farm, Saint Albans. Um, I'm blanking. In the early morning of Friday, February 18th, a fire devastated the milk pasture at Best View Farm. Dairy cows had to be transported to facilities in the surrounding areas for care, interrupting best view operations. No injuries were reported. Uh, moving on. Ceres Foods. Uh, Hermiston, Oregon. A Scherzer Food, a shearer's food manufacturing plant specialized in salty snacks, cookies, and crackers, was set ablaze after a boiler exploded, injuring a handful of over. 230 employees at the facility. A former plant safety manager, Stephen Dean, expressed surprise that no one died, given the extent of the damage. Rebuilding will take 15 to 18 months to rebuild. Jesus. Uh, Nutrien AG Solutions, Sunnyside, Washington. A fire at Nutrien AG Solutions facility in Sunnyside, Washington was reported at around noon on Monday, February 28th, an evacuation order was issued to all buildings located within a half-mile radius of the facility. The fire burned through 1.7 million pounds of sulfur used for fertilizer. No one was injured in the place. So, food shortages, so on and so forth. Farmers are having to put down their cattle, and they're having a hard time making ends meet. And they need to start growing and harvesting and getting things ready so they can start making their money back. Oops. The fertilizer so desperately required for these farms no longer is available. God damn. That sucks. Does it not? Nestle frozen foods. I do hate Nestle though, but this is not good. Jonesboro. A.R. Uh, blinking on it. It's Arkansas, I believe. A fire that looked that took twenty four hours to extinguish broke out in a production cooler in Nestle plant in Jonesboro, Arkansas. The blaze started at uh four thirty PM. None of the hundred uh, eight hundred plant employees were injured in the fire. The plant produces frozen foods for Nestle's hot Pot from Nestle's Hot Pocket to Stouffer's, Lin Cuisine, Dijorno and tombstone brands. Ooh, tombstone's a good brand, though. It sucks. The plant was shut down for extended periods, significantly delaying production. Wayne Hoover Farm, Long Swamp Township, Pennsylvania. A fire erupted around 5 p.m. at the Wayne Hoover Dairy Farm in Long Swamp Township, Pennsylvania. Animals were transported for, uh, for care to nearby farms and facilities, a total of 42 cows were displaced, significantly disrupting the farm's operations. No injuries were reported. Moving on. Plainfield Walmart Fulfillment Center, Avon, uh, Indiana. A 1.2 million square foot Walmart Fulfillment Center, which is like their Amazon Prime Center sort of deal, the size of 20 football fields burned for a multi- for multiple days in Avon, Indiana. 350 firefighters and 300 fire agencies fought the blaze, which consumed massive stocks of food bound for locations all over the country, according to Walmart CEO Doug McMillan. The loss put a strain on the company's supply chain. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosions, is still investigating the fire's cause. Months later, Penobscot uh, McGrum Potato Processing, Belfast, uh, Maine, a plant that produces special, especially uh, specialty frozen potato products, caught fire at 3 a.m. in Belfast, Maine, according to local officials. It is believed that the fire. Was started in one of the facility's large fryolator machines. Witnesses reported that the building on fire was the administrative office. No employees were injured. Maricopa Food Pantry, Maricopa, Arizona. Oh, Maricopa. Hey, what doesn't happen there, right? A sudden fire broke out at the Maricopa Food Pantry in Maricopa, Arizona. Tired to say Maricopa. The blaze spread quickly, stoked by trailers full of refrigerator fuel. 50,000 pounds of food were lost, which will have been detrimental, which will have a detrimental effect on the community which one resident described as not having many food banks. No one was hurt in the fire. Oh god. Rio Fresh san juan and by the way how many of these places do you think have like all the smart tech in it you know like the most advanced top of the end tech that anyone could hack into and get control of the same tech built by the same companies that have ceos that are part of the world economic forum like google and jeff bezos for example huh. rio fresh san juan texas march 31st and in a, and a Erroneous fire overtook an onion packing facility in San Juan, Texas. These key facilities are part of the largest onion packing operation in southern, in southern Texas. No injuries were reported. East Conway Beef and Pork, Center Conway, New Hampshire. On the evening of Monday, April 11th, a coalition of first responders in Center Conway, New Hampshire were called to a massive fire at East Conway beef and pork. Despite 16 hours uh, at the scene, the building burned down to the foundation. Neighbors helped save cattle living at the facility. No one was reported injured. 17. Gem State Processing Plant Hayburn, Indiana Idaho. My apologies. An approximate, at approximately 8 a.m. Why is it always around 7, 8, or noon? A single a single engine plane registered with Spirit Air crashed into the Gem State Processing Plant at Hayburn, Hayburn Idaho. Actually a lot has been going on with planes lately, especially at JFK Airport. The pilot was flying solo and was killed in a crash. No other injuries were reported. Gem State Processing Plant uh, sources eighty eighteen thousand acres of Idaho potatoes. Taylor Farms in Salina, California, April 13th. On the evening of April 13th, just after 7 p.m., 7, a, a four-alarm fire was reported at the Taylor Farms processing facility in Salinas, Carolina. The facility is a food service production and distribution operation for wholesale salads and shredded lettuce because of the threat of combustion from a 35,000-pound uh, anhydrous ammonia, on-site officials evacuated the nearby area. The facility was a total loss. Taylor Farms plans to rebuild and reopen the site by spring of 2023. No injuries were reported. We'll see if it happens this year. That's right, coming around. ZUR Standard. Dufer, Oregon. Organic food distributor Azure Standard lost its headquarters to a fire on April 19th. The cause of the fire is under investigation. Azure Standard CEO David Stelzer stated that the headquarters was a total loss and that the company would have to make adjustments to operation to rebuild. No one was injured in the fire. Oh, this is just goes on. Okay, well, you know what? If it's going to go on, let me just... Okay. Not too many. Not too many. Never mind. Taylor Farms. Azure Standard. And right here. Neutron AG Solution. Uh, Lodote, Kansas. Another location of theirs. For at least the second time in 2022, a Neutron AG fertilizer plant caught fire. Must be a really unlucky company. Or it's probably because of the This time, the small Kansas town of Lodote, The the fire broke out at 3.30 p.m. The residents within a half-mile radius of the plant were evacuated. Fire responders reported... Oof, sorry. ...where the flames were, quote, isolated to a forklift and non-hazardous chemicals. No injuries were reported. 21. General Mills, Covington, Georgia. A twin-engine Cessna... A lot of plans crash in a fucking food providers, I guess. That must just be a thing that's happened, right? A twin-engine Cessna crashed into General Mills' plant in Covington, Georgia, just outside Atlanta. The plane came to rest in the remote section of the plant's property, where empty trailers are stored. According to police, the plane exploded on impact. A small series of explosions followed the crash, as well as two passengers were killed in the crash. Purdue Farms Chesapeake, Virginia. I was just talking about this earlier in the episode. A fire broke out at Purdue Farms uh, Grain Processing and Storage Facility in Virginia around 8pm. The blaze was centered around a soybean processing tank. The fire was contained within an hour. The food uh, the fire had minimum impact on operations. No injuries were reported. Rail car uh, derailment. Fort McLeod in Alberta, Canada, May 22nd, the dereliment of the Canadian Pacific Railway freight train in southern Alberta resulted in the loss of 43 railcars containing potash, a vital fertilizer ingredient that some of the cargo was recovered. No injuries were reported. The cause of the dermalite is still being investigated <laughs> All right the cause of the derailment is still being investigated uh, Forsman Farms Stockholm Township Minneapolis it was a, I'm gonna say right now it was the ghost of George Floyd a massive fire in the small Minnesota township about an hour west of Minneapolis killed two killed 200,000 chickens. The fire started around 10 p.m. on May 28th at the Forsman Farms, a barn housing many thousands of chickens, was burned to the ground. Forsman Farms is one of the largest producers in the country and sells more than 3 million eggs a day. The cause of the blaze is being investigated. No injuries were reported. JBS Foods, Green Bay, Wisconsin, June 7th. Firefighters responded quickly to the blaze at JBS Foods meat packing plant in Green Bay. On the evening of June 7th, a small fire inside the plant's neat or plant meat processing area was controlled within 15 minutes, saving the entire facility. The fire is being blamed on heat from an from an ang, uh, auger, heat from an auger in the processing area. No injuries were reported. Yeah, that of all the time of all the years that auger presumably was there now there's an issue the bottom line stay alert friends we don't know if these incidents are a trend coincidence anomaly coordinated effort mine's on that one or what have you we'll leave the facts here for you to review and come to your own conclusions and they throw in one more at the end festive foods belmont wisconsin that's a big one too even i know about this fucking company On June 13th, the Festive Foods frozen pizza plant in Belmont, Wisconsin, caught fire. More than 70 firefighters were called to the scene hailing from two dozen departments and four counties. Residents within a mile radius of the plant were advised to keep their windows and doors shut to protect them from dangerous amounts of smoke. The fire started, quote, in a compressor room for the refrigeration system while personnel was performing maintenance. No injuries were reported. Um, And down here, repeat of the same thing from before. About, you know, in bottom line, start here. Say alert, friends. In liberty, Grant Miller. Preparedness advisor for my patriot supply. And that brings us to the end of this. Now, we only have have two more things to get into. And we're going to talk about Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates now. This is from yournews.com. I'm not super familiar with them, but it seemed like a good article and I enjoyed it, so... Take it with a grain of salt. But I would say everything I'm reading right here is factual and seems to check out. Klaus Schwab, quote, God is dead. And the World Economic Forum is, quote, acquiring divine powers. From November 29th, 2022. And you'll remember in, tw- in November 20, uh in November, the World Economic had a sudden, almost out of nowhere, th- congregation at Davos. Unplanned, as far as anyone knew. Just, all these private jets started to load up on the little island away from Davos, and they all rode up to Davos. By the way, if you want to know what these people who claim to care so much about the environment really think about the environment, why don't you go uh, look up uh, <laughs> uh, the way they travel. Because not only do they take they take a plane to Davos, then there's a smaller plane that takes them to a separate area where they have cars waiting. The cars drive them like five miles to Davos headquarters, where they are then, or like to uh, the entrance to Davos, where they are then helicoptered to a landing pad in the actual Davos vicinity. But, you know, climate change. This article may contain statements that reflect the opinion of the author. God is dead, according to the World Economic Forum, who have also declared that Jesus is fake news. Yeah, Clash tweeted that shit earlier, or the World Economic Forum tweeted that stuff. And WEF leaders have, quote, acquired divine powers to rule over humanity, article by Baxter Demitty, by Newspunch.com. According, oh, I'm familiar with Newspunch. According to the World Economic Forum, a new one world religion has arrived, and it unites all of humanity in worshipping at the altar of climate science, techno communism, and eugenics. If you find it hard to believe Klaus Schwab's WEF would go, this far, you certainly haven't been paying attention to development in recent times. Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari, has announced that the World Economic Forum has been so successful in its plans, to, uh, in its plans that it is, quote, acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction, end quote. The blasphemy doesn't stop there. Harari also promises the World Economic Forum will turn humans into gods. Uh, mm. The World Economic Forum is also increasingly hostile to Christianity and major religions. If you read between the lines just a little, it's clear the World Economic Forum is consciously attempting to supplant Jesus. According to the World Economic Forum, Jesus is fake news, God is dead, and you do not have a soul. You are a hackable animal that's actually a, a Swab quote to a Schwab quote who does not have the capacity for free will. The World Economic Forum has spent decades quietly infiltrating demo- uh, democratically elected governments, uh, penetrating cabinets and welding and wielding an outsized influence on the world uh, on the world from the corridors of Swab's Swiss hideout in Davos. aka New Schwabenland. These tyrants have now become arrogant and sure of their own success. They no longer are hiding in the shadows and are pulling puppet strings from behind the curtain. According to Swab, it is his role to shape the transformation of the world into the, in the current period. And unsurprisingly, he admires the Chinese system of state control, authoritarianism. With world leaders and cabinet firmly under their control, Western democracy has been uh, de- uh, that can't be the right right. Is that how it's that? Am I blanking on how disseminate is actually spelled? Anyway, Western democracy has been disseminated. Trudeau's Canada has been a wasteland of authoritarian control. Jetica Ard- Ardner's? New Zealand is arguably even more tightly controlled by Davos technocrats. Why should they respect us and our human or constitutional rights if they see us as hackable animals, incapable of free thought? Take a look at Brazil for a glimpse of the future. President Bolsonaro's supporters are protesting what they claim to be a widely unfair and corrupt election in the World Economic Forum. Favorite Lula, who is also a member uh, who hasn't officially, he hasn't even taken office yet, has already started enacting the Klaus Schwab playbook, freezing the bank accounts of protesters amid a chilling crackdown on free speech, on the freedom of speech, and the right to protest peacefully. First, Canada, not Brazil. Next, the United States. French billionaire Felipe Aguilier claims he has four databases that will expose 38 individuals who control the whole world and run the shadow government bill gates who needs no introduction is one of those 38 unelected individuals who controls the daily lives of eight billion people according to argue argiller he can provide the he can prove the Biden administration takes direct orders from his from the shadow government obviously if you want to sneak a sneak peek of the future under the shadow government it's worth paying attention to bill gates Latest announcements. Gates has a history of playing God. Robert F. Kennedy warned us about this trait in Gates uh, psychology years ago. Okay, that would be Robert F. Kennedy Jr., writer of this fine book next to me, the real Anthony Fauci. According to Kennedy Jr., the the World Health Organization, WHO, is, quote, Conducting global social and medical experimentation in accordance with the vision of their mega-donor Bill Gates and his rel- and his religious faith that he can use technology, vaccines, and GMO agriculture to make him the savior of all humanity. I wish Steve Jobs was alive. Watch the timeline where Steve Jobs becomes the, the freedom fighter we deserve. Quote gate strategy of buying WHO World Health Organization and purchasing control of U.S. health officials like Tony Fauci and Deborah Burks cunt means that Microsoft co-founder can now quote dedicate global health po- dictate global health policies affecting seven billion people and to control the most intimate details intimate details of our lives," said Kennedy Jr. on his Instagram page. Didn't know he had Instagram. Just last week, Gates, in his role as as a false savior in a golden crown, was caught telling world leaders that it's time for death panels to decide who has the right to live and die. The course of Gates' death panels have everything to do with the globalist elite's obsession with depopulation. This is the brutal, soulless world. Gates and the shadow government. At the World Economic Forum, are determined to roll out as part of their Great Reset, and we can't allow their evil religion to become a new normal. Take a look at one of the videos in the description box below for a deeper dive into these plans. Forward, uh, forewarned is forearmed. If you understand the importance of these video of these videos in education in educating the mass about the shadow government and the evil agenda of elite of the elite please like uh like these videos and subscribe to the channel help us continue to produce this content and forewarn as many people as possible Hey, that goes for me too but yeah these guys too apparently uh we are all in this together watch how long is this this is probably pretty long it? eight minutes yeah Quite, quite a lengthy video. But that brings us to the end of this article. Now, there's one more article I want to get into. It's a quick little brief one here about Bill Gates. Bill Gates wants to control food and farming. I know this episode is running a little bit long, but there's so much to this that that I know is like other outlets and other commentators just don't do and look I, I understand why it's because content that goes over a half hour like once your content crosses over the half hour mark your the people willing to click on that video because of the length of the video drastically drops by like sixty two percent, like some crazy shit, right? And it's like for every twenty, like every ten minutes past that, it goes down by like two to five points. Again, I don't know who does these estimations, but that's the figures that get thrown around. But again, I've said this before. My only goal for twenty twenty three content, like channel growth wise, is to get two hundred followers across my plat. Is like you know two fifty on Rumble is my goal, and. 200 is my goal like on rumble my goal is 200 subscribers and on BitShoot, my goal is 250 before 2023 is over it's not a high goal because i don't expect to grow very much and it's because I'm, I'm you know there is so much to the story that people just are going to throw out and ignore because it would require them to sit down for an hour or two hours to go through the topics like when i did the the life of john mcafee and why I, I can prove that he was murdered in his prison cell. The Life and Times of John McAfee, that episode is like a three-and-a-half-hour up- upload that I did. Or my episode all about how McCarthy... Um, because someone who was, somebody issued a challenge like years ago, and they said uh, the, the challenge was make a video about a historical villain who's actually not the villain. And I did a whole episode about how Joe McCarthy, A never prosecuted a single commie, and B, was absolutely right about where he said you'd find communists. His focus was on D.C., not Hollywood. The House investigation on uh, un-American activities was like 10 years after McCarthy became a crippled alcoholic. But that's so off the point. The point is, if you're here watching this still, I appreciate you. And the reason why this is so long is because there's so many parts to it and I want to make sure I cover as many bases as possible. And for those of you willing to watch this far in, you're either are going to be happy with what you're seeing or you're watching this to build a good argument against me. And either way, thank you for being here. So this is the last article we're going to read. Um, and I, hopefully I, I, I've done a good job, of, you know, trying to maybe convince you that this isn't what either Fox News or any other outlets trying to convince you? Because Fox News is, is saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's he." Oh, it was an accident. Oh, there's nothing suspicious here, but we understand why you think there's some suspicious here. And it's because they don't want to talk about any of this stuff. Tucker Carlson, sure, but other Fox outlets, no. Um, yeah, so let's hop into up, shall we? Mega billionaire Bill Gates is arguably the most powerful person on the planet through his investments, through his investments control over. Uh, patents and so-called philanthropy, Gates has essentially became the world's health czar, dictating public health policies and practices, including those surrounding COVID-19, on behalf of Big Pharma, Silicon Valley, and the world economic elite. Yeah, well, Bill Gates, um, he's like the American Klaus Schwab, right? You know, different countries have their equivalent Klaus Schwab. Germany has a guy that runs Pfizer slash BioNTech, he's like the Klaus Schwab of that area Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab. Um, and then you have Bill Gates, he's like the American version now Klaus Schwab, he's not the head of the World Economic Forum, he's not the head of shit he's just an administrator, that's it he, he, he's administration, that's it Bill Gates is too, Bill Gates is just making sure that his boss's work gets done on time, administrators and Bill Gates is just ours, so you know just want that thought out there behalf of Silicon Valley, and you know Bill Gates can perfectly represent the far left slash communist views of big pharma, Silicon Valley, and the World Economic Forum because he's been a part of these groups since the very beginning of his career. Bill Gates was always a left wing activist, and he never wasn't. At least Bill, at least you know Steve Jobs. J- Steve Jobs was left up until it came to the economy and money. Then he was as fiscally conservative as they fucking came have that He was also against Bush's war so you know Bill Gates couldn't wait to help them build new software for the war in Iraq and the fucking unjustified invasion that Bush led Steve Jobs was like this is corrupt and bullshit and I will not support it <laughs> two different people I, I, have a, I have this weird feeling that Bill Gates uh like if Steve Jobs was still alive Steve Jobs would be countering Bill Gates like constantly and like building like working with like Peter Thiel and shit but Peter Thiel kind of questionable. Anyway, let's, let's, let's go. Uh, health policy and practices including surrounding COVID-19 on behalf of Big Pharma, Silicon Valley, and the world economic elite. The GMO industry and, although lesser known, the military-industrial complex and the CIA. Now Gates has apparently set his sights on becoming global food czar as well as attacking organic farming as well, uh, farming as wasteful and impractical. Repeat that. Now Gates has apparently set his sights on becoming global food czar as well, attacking organic farming as wasteful and impractical and pushing genetically engineered lab food and big data as the solution to the world food crisis. As Stacy Malkin writes, quote, if Bill Gates has his way, the, the, the food in our future will little resemble what's on our plates today. Gates and his agro-business industry partners are proposing to transform our food and how it is produced. To the techno-food industrialist, technocrat, probably a better term. Hunger and climate change are problems to be solved with data and engineering. The core ingredients of the revolutionary plan, genetic engineering and planting, of everything from seeds and food Uh, from seeds and food animals to microbes and in the oil or uh, in the soil to the processes we use to make food local food cultures and traditional diets could fade away as food production moves indoors to labs cultivated fake meat and ultra processed foods Gates says rich countries should shift entirely to synthetic beef and He has the intellectual property rights to sell them as a a food that can help fix the climate. Gates touts the Impossible Burger, a plant-based patty made of genetically engineered soy and textured with engineered yeast. Its manufacturer, the Gates-funded Impossible Foods, has two dozen patents. As well as more than a hundred patents pending. The uh, artificially replicated cheese, beef, and chicken, and... Uh, permitty... Permitted? Ch- uh, permitted these products... Permitted? Are they trying to make like a pun there? Anyway, these products with manufactured flavors, scents, and textures. Absolutely true. And you know what's really funny about all that? The only food left on the shelf. So and the best kicker of it is, I'm not to read the whole article, I'm planning to set aside some time to do an episode all about this. Impossible meats and all those fucking soy and fake meat companies that Bill Gates own, they're now starting to drain his wealth because no one's buying this shit. No one wants to fucking eat it and the people who want to eat it, they're all vaccinated and fucking dying of heart complications, suddenly for unrelated reasons I imagine coincidentally um no one's buying it it's the only thing that was on store shelves during the shortages from 2020 to now burger king cut the amount of impossible burgers they were selling to just like 10 percent of what they were before because no one's buying it uh mcdonald's and wendy's already dropped their plant-based meat subway dropped their plant-based meat remember all these fast food chains like two two to three years ago all doing like big plant-based burgers and no one fucking buying them or eating them or liking them i will say i did eat one of the impossible whoppers when they first came out before we really knew what was up with them and this before i knew what was up with them and they didn't taste great they taste fucking weird they had a weird texture they taste like bubble burgers but like bubble burgers you cooked in the microwave oh and no one's buying this shit what do the recent struggles of Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods mean for the future of alt-meat space? It means it doesn't exist. It means the demand's not fucking there. So they have two options. One, back off and admit nobody wants their bullshit. You no, know that's not what they're gonna do. Come on. Or, alternatively, they make it mandatory. They sabotage systems. Pre-existing existing competitors, all of a sudden, oops, my number one competitor just caught fire and exploded one day to the point where there's nothing left to eat other than plants vegetables and your fake bug meat and your fake fucking vegetable i mean here's the thing i think meat like bug based foods and plant based foods completely should exist there's a market for it I mean, come on. We eat bugs every day. My, I'm not opposed to eating bugs. I eat bugs all the fucking time. They're in everything I eat. Like every look, at, like I eat peanut butter like every day. Like lots of peanut butter every day. It's uh, I'm trying to curb sweet tooth cravings when I get high, or when I just you know, fat boy cravings. I want to lose some weight, so I try and I eat some uh, all natural like peanut butter. And there's tons of bugs. I think uh, like per like your standard jar of Jif, you're allowed like two and a half cockroaches. It's like two and a half cockroaches per pound of Peanut butter or whatever the fuck, and cereal, you're allowed like a couple ants per flake or some shit. Like, like there's you know, you eat bugs all the time. No, no, it's the pushing of it, it's the forceness of it that makes people not want to eat it. You know, medical consequences aside from eating this fake bullshit, but this is all leading to the bread liners becoming the fake food liners. But that being said, this is not an overstory this there will be more to this as as it unfolds so that being said this has been inside four walls i bring been james madison and i'll catch you guys later peace
3: campaign 80 which message will resonate with voters let's talk better mileage go the bastards